Hi, this is Armando from Don't Throw Out the Dog, the show where we take a closer look at your dog's behaviors to help you understand your canine friend. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am so happy that you're here with me, and I'm so happy and grateful that you're giving me your attention for the next few minutes. So there are some people who get themselves in trouble with their dogs because they give in to their dogs at all times. They are at the dog's beck and call. If the dog wants something, then they give it. And they're always of the mind that they just have to serve the dog one way or another. They, they are actually fulfilling and satisfying their own neediness, their own codependency with their dog. And these are dogs who learn to be demanding and pushy dogs. And some of these people are confused as to why they have demanding and pushy and insistent dogs. They want a calmer dog. They want a dog that doesn't bark in their face at all times or stares them down for hours at end to get something from them. But they don't make the connection that they are actually feeding into this, that they are actually enabling the behavior or creating it out of hand. And you don't want to do that. You know, look, there are some dogs, dogs vary in personality, just like people and children do. You've got your mild, calm, chill dogs who won't take advantage of you when you give them something here and there. And then you've got some dogs who you give them an inch, they're going to take five feet and you're going to fight like hell to get that, that inch back because they just won't, they won't relent. They won't let go of it. They figured out how to push your buttons. They've figured out how to work you. And they're going to do it because the behavior, whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's barking, whether it's getting really demanding and insistent with you in whatever fashion that they do it, is reinforcing. It's rewarding. And why is it rewarding? Because you give into it. These people give into it. And so the dog, obviously, dogs are associative. Remember, they make that association. Hey, when I get this pushy and demanding with you, you give me what I want. Whatever that is, whether it's a game of fetch or tug or just attention, you're talking to me. You're dealing with me. You're engaging with me. You're chasing me around the house for the sock. That's how dogs learn to push your buttons. How they learn to be demanding and pushy with you is when they figure out that you're going to give them what they want when they push your buttons. So obviously, you don't want to push You don't want to get them to push your buttons, right? But again, some people just feed into it all the time. And some of them recognize it. Some of them will realize, you know, he, he wants this, he wants that. I always have to give him this. I always have to play with him. I always have to engage with him. I always have to take him out so many times. He always wants to go out. So the dog dictates when they go out for a walk, when they go out, when the dog goes out to pee, when the dog plays and engages in the house. I've got, I've had clients, still do, who I, I go see them and the dog is throwing toys in front of them, bringing balls. And what do they do? Throw the ball back. And the dog brings it back. And they throw the ball back. And the dog brings it again. And they throw the ball back. And the dog brings it again. And the client then looks at me, how do I stop this? <laughs> Seriously? So... You, you know, you want to be mindful that you're not one of those people that is actually feeding into the dog's behavior. And if you are feeding into the dog's behavior is 
figure out why. In many instances, it's our own neediness. Again, our own our own codependency that brings it out in us. We feel like we've got to satisfy the dog in some way, or we're horrible dog parents, or the dog's not going to like us, or the dog's not going to engage with us. The dog's going to see us in a different light. Who cares? Don't get so hung up on what your dog thinks of you. Here's a simple way of thinking about it that may be controversial. It's not controversial, but, you know, some people are going to get their hackles up because that's the way people are. You give them a good, a new idea, and sometimes they, you know, they take offense to it out of the most ridiculous of things. So here's a new way of thinking about it. If you've got one of those dogs who's pushy and demanding and you have somehow enabled it, which I'm sure you have because that's how dogs get pushy and demanding. Not all. Some are just like, they're like that out of the box, right out of the gate. They're like that. But, you know, some don't need much encouragement. They get a little bit of feedback in the right way, in a positive way. And then it's like, boom, they're off. I know how to push your buttons. I know how to work you and I'm going to do it. So here's a good way to think about it. And that is, forget about what your dog wants. Forget about what your dog wants. You heard that right. Forget about what your dog wants. Never give another consideration as to what your dog wants. Don't. Your dog wants to go on a walk? Forget about it. Your dog wants to go out to the backyard to pee? Forget about it. Your dog wants to play with you? Forget about it. Now, I know you're probably thinking, what the heck? So here's what you want to focus on. Here's what you really want to hone in on. Focus, forget about what your dog wants. Focus on what your dog needs. Focus on what your dog needs. Now, what does your dog need? A dog needs, every dog needs good, healthy food, not the crap that they sell in supermarkets and stuff like that. Do your research. Get your dog some good, healthy food. Your dog needs water, access to water at all times, I think. Your dog needs shelter. And more than in alignment with the shelter, your dog needs a safe and comfortable, non-toxic home environment. Some place where he is going to feel safe. Some place where she doesn't feel threatened. And the same goes for the relationships that the dog has. The dog needs non-threatening relationships. That doesn't mean that you're not a firm leader. That doesn't mean that you don't need to get firm with the dog at times. Firmness is different than abusive or toxic. Your dog does not need toxic, fearful, frightening relationships, unpredictable relationships. Your dog needs security in those relationships. Your dog needs mental and physical stimulation. I've talked about this in the past. Obviously, the younger the dog is, the more of that he's going to need. But regardless, even an older dog needs some kind of physical and mental stimulation. You figure out how much your dog needs. Your dog, and that means that your dog needs some kind of physical outlet. Whether it's, you know, going outside for a walk, going uh, uh, off-leash skills, off-leash behaviors, off-leash activity rather. A game, a fetch, tug, good mental activity, puzzle toys, you know, Training, training stimulates a dog's mind, tires them out mentally. It can tax them mentally. 
Your dog needs that. That's not a that's not a luxury for you to play with the dog. That's not a luxury for you to take your dog out. It's not a privilege for him for you to take him out. It's your right. I mean, it's it's his right. It's your responsibility. You have a dog. This is what your dog needs. Your dog needs to be taken out. No matter how big and beautiful your house is, if your dog spends the vast majority of his day cooped up inside and going nowhere other than maybe perhaps the backyard, which is just an extension of your house, then it's all just one big glorified crate. Your dog needs to get out. Your dog needs that psychological kind of stimulation from being outdoors, engaging with the world, with the environment, even if it's just sniffing the ground here and there. Your dog needs that. Your dog is not meant to be cooped up anywhere for very long. I happen to think that dogs live incredibly restrictive lives as it is. And that, in some sense, brings out many of the behavioral issues that we deal with, with dogs. But your dog needs all of that. And I'm going to tell you that if you meet those needs on a regular, consistent basis, you're, giving, you're, you're creating a happy dog, a satisfied dog, and you're fulfilling all of your dog's real needs. Social Mental, psychological, emotional, physical, and physical needs. I said biological, right? You get the point. You're meeting all of his needs and you're going to have a happy dog. You don't need to give him anything else. You don't need to excessively play with the dog just because he wants to play all the time. You don't need to take the dog out again for the 20th time just because the dog wants to go out. I did a consultation a few, I think it was a few weeks ago, and I'm sitting with the family and the dog who has just come in from the outside in the backyard goes up to the screen door, the window leading to the backyard and slaps it a few more times. Now, mind you, again, this dog just walked in from the backyard like three minutes ago and now he's at the same door slapping it to go back outside. So the woman gets up and lets the dog out. And I ask, why'd you let the dog out? Well, he wanted to go out. But he just came back in. Yeah, I know, but he wanted to go out. Now, this family called me because the dog, no joke, would sit in front of them while they were watching TV and bark, like really hard bark in their face until they gave him some kind of attention. Do, do you see? Do you see the disconnect there? So... Don't fixate so much on what your dog wants. Focus on your dog's needs. That's satisfying enough for a dog. And let me tell you, so many people fail just on that mark alone. So many people fail to just meet their dog's basic needs. Giving the dog crappy food. Not spending enough time with the dog. Not taking the dog out enough from the, uh, you know, uh, on a walk not providing enough mental and physical stimulation. I can't tell you the number of dogs that I deal with younger dogs who are just stir crazy, incredibly hyper, high strung, maybe even anxious at times, overexcited, overstimulated, very adrenalized because they have no outlet for all of the pent up energy inside them. Combine that with just excessive boredom and you've got trouble. So there's a crap load of people who just don't satisfy those same basic needs. 
So don't, don't fixate on what your dog wants. If you decide that you're going to go down that path where you're going to worry about what your dog wants, brother, you're in trouble. Because, you know, you better hope that you don't have one of those dogs who's going to take advantage of that. Some dogs will exploit that, and that's it. You're done. Again, you're going to offer them an inch. They're going to take five or ten feet. That's it. So think about that. Think about your dog. Think about your dog's behaviors. Think about whether your dog is demanding or not. Whether you consider your dog demanding or pushy or insistent or bossy. If you're using those terms with your dog then chances are then your dog's figured out how to push your buttons. And chances are really good that you've enabled it in some way. Maybe you're giving too many wants instead of focusing on your dog's needs. All right, so give that some thought. And while you're thinking about that, hop on over, leave me a review, and I'll be back with another episode. All right, take care. Do good by your dog and yourself. Be safe. Speak to you soon.